Mom, we often feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and inadequate when raising kids. But who you are matters. Mom Matters walks alongside you to inspire you with the hope of the gospel and a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally and skillfully foster your family, maximize your impact, and leave a legacy. Motherhood is messy. Impact is possible. And Mom, you matter. So welcome to the tribe. Welcome to this first episode of Mom Matters. I am so excited to get to know you and to share with you what is on my heart for motherhood. You know, this is the hardest job you will ever love. And so whether you are are in your first days of mothering or whether you're decades in, it is a job that is going to keep you on your knees in prayer and also bring you unexpected surprises of joy. Well, if we haven't met before, my name is Elizabeth Green. If you haven't had a chance to listen to my trailer, um, I've been married to my husband, Ryan, for 21 years, and we have two daughters who are 17 and 19 years old. So one has just graduated from high school and the other has finished her freshman year in college. So um, my aim is to inspire you as a mom with a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally foster and nurture your family and really maximize the impact that you have as a mom so that you can leave a legacy in the hearts of your children and even in the hearts of your grandchildren. You know, I think sometimes we we are so busy with the mundane and we are so busy with the urgent that we forget to have this vision of what our influence in the lives of our children could mean, not only to our kids, but to the generations to come. And it's this idea of influence that could lead to legacy. Legacy is really all about influence. It's that opportunity to intentionally build into our kids with love introducing them to the most important relationship in life that they will ever encounter, and that is a relationship with Christ. But it's also as they grow physically, it's guiding them to grow into maturity spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, so that they can go out into the world as young adults and use the gifts that God has given them to impact others. This is influence. This is legacy. And God has chosen you to be your kid's mom. And so today we're going to talk about that very topic. We're going to talk about how God has chosen you and you are the right mom for your kids. You, I think sometimes we as moms can have some self-doubt and we can wonder, do I really have what it takes to raise these kids that God has given me? Am I really qualified? to do this. And sometimes we can just feel inadequate. And we may think, you know, I cannot meet the needs or challenge challenges that this child is presenting to me or this teenager is presenting to me. Sometimes it's that our child maybe isn't just challenged in a certain way emotionally or intellectually, but maybe they're talented in a way that we feel ill-equipped to to help nurture and grow. But whatever it is, sometimes we end up, the end result is that we end up feeling ill-equipped and inadequate. And I want to encourage you today for you to know that you are the right mom for your child, and you can get equipped in the areas where you need to. So let's dive in with just this fact that I want to really sink in to you, that you are the right mom for your child. 
God has formed you and God has formed your children and he has matched you together. I feel so encouraged and I have gone over and over again to Psalm 139 because in Psalm 139, David, the psalmist, is writing about the wonder of how God has formed him and created him and crafted him. And that is true of you, mom. Before you were even born, God was wonderfully designing you and crafting you in your mother's womb. Your frame was not hidden from from God. God saw your body as it was being designed and crafted and formed. And the same is true of your children. Before you knew their hair color or their eye color or their personality or their skills or their, their bents, God was at work in the secret place, wonderfully crafting them and forming them as well. And sometimes we can forget that God has crafted them and God has crafted you. And we look at the differences, we've missed the beauty. We can look at ourselves, we can look at our children, we can think, oh, we're so different. And I think we're mismatched. And I want to encourage you no. God has created you with beauty. He's created your child in a beautiful way and crafted you and formed you together. And you are not mismatched. God has intentionally designed each of you on purpose. Okay, well, so we're not mismatched. We are designed and intentionally put together and matched by God, our creator. So now what? Well, God has an ability and maybe even an idea to use these differences to sharpen us, to stretch us, and to grow us, even as moms, in new ways. And this was a surprise to me. My job, I realized, was not just to help my children grow into maturity as I looked at their design and to help them grow, but I have learned that along the way, I've had some growing to do too. And God has actually used my kids' temperaments to show me that I've needed to grow. I've needed to grow in patience. I've needed to grow in kindness. I've needed to grow in self-control. And so as I've looked at my kids and I felt ill-equipped in some ways to help them, I realized part of the process is God was using my children to sharpen me and to stretch me and to grow me into maturity in some areas where I needed that growth. And another way God has grown me is is just in growing um, in an ability to look out for someone other than myself. We live in a very self-focused, self-consuming society. And I think the world might teach us Um, with a reinforcing message to look after ourselves and take care of yourself. And while that is important and mom self-care is is a a topic we talk about often in our our society, God also has um, something for us to learn, and that is looking out for the needs of others. How can we create a mindset shift? I have found that instead of choosing frustration at the differences, we can marvel at God's creation and at his creativity, at these differences in personality, because he has crafted us to put together. He's crafted um, each personality for the growth of us all.
But this shift in mindset can take some intention. So how do we have a mindset shift to move from feeling frustrated and focusing on the differences to looking at the opportunity and focusing on the opportunity that there is for both our children and for us to grow? Well, one way is just to thank God for each characteristic of your child. Yes, even the ones that drive you crazy. And I like to write them down and to thank God that he made their design on purpose. Because this really helps me turn the complaints and the frustrations into thanks. So I have one daughter who's extremely energetic. And even as a little child, she was energetic and she wanted to play outside. Well, she was a a young child in Wisconsin, and we had some pretty cold winters, but I knew that I needed to get that boundless little ball of energy outside so she could run and stretch those legs and get out some energy. And I knew that I needed to thank God for this determined spirit that he had given her. And so I wanted to take those things, and I wanted to thank God for these characteristics that he placed in her, knowing that he was going to use those things in the future for her for the work that he has for her to do. The next thing is I want us to remember that we can ask God to show us words to encourage our kids. I think sometimes it's easy to sort of pick on their weaknesses or to pick on the things that bug them rather than to encourage them. For example, it's so easy, isn't it, to walk into the room of a child who is sloppy and to be like, ah, this, you are so sloppy. You're such a sloppy person. And to sear that into the into their identity. I have one child who tends to have a messier room than another. And so I was trying to find a way to, to shift that. And so I began to walk in a room and say, wow, I can see there's a lot of creativity at work in here. Um, to sort of shift that mindset. And, and then I did help her learn how to clean her room, but but to shift that that. Um, thing that we speak over them. Or if you have a bossy child, um, rather than, oh, you're so bossy, you're always telling people what to do. By shifting that and, and saying, wow, you know, you sure have some clear ideas about what to do. You know, you might make a really good leader one day. But trying to find the ways that we can take those characteristics and find some ways to encourage them for what could be as they have that characteristic being exercised with some maturity. The third thing that I like to do for this mindset shift is to pray for wisdom and insight um, that God will guide me and help me show them how I can lead them to maturity. So for instance, this, this kid with the sloppy room, this kid that has the messy room, I might say, okay, um, it's time to bring this room into order. It's time to bring this room back into some order. And then ask the question, do you know where to start? And then ask the Lord for wisdom. Okay, so what do they need to be motivated to help bring this room into order? That's going to build some discipline into their life, which is good. So what will help start that new habit? Is it setting a timer? Is it racing the clock? Is it maybe doing the room in sections? Is it maybe a reward to go to the park when the job is done? What is it that's going to help incentivize them to get started in a new habit that's going to help them um, be for their good? And um, 
Then I've also tried to pray for ideas on how to guide them and to correct them and to train them. When my kids were young, I didn't want all of my parenting to be negative. You know, it's so easy, isn't it, to just be in that negative mode. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're always this way. You're you're never that way. And I wanted to try to shift that correcting and that training to be positive instead of negative. And so probably I read this in a book, but I I put jars on the counter with marbles. And so it was marbles in the jar. And when they put marbles in the jar for things that I wanted them to do, so whether it was doing a chore or whether it was cleaning the room or making the bed or whatever habit I was trying to encourage, when they did that thing or they acted that way, maybe it was a kind word to their sister or sharing, when it was that action or that attitude that we were looking for, they would put a marble in the jar. And when they had so many marbles in the jar, they were able to get a prize from the jar. And I found that that was a helpful way to positively train them and guide them and and show them the direction of where we wanted them to go that was positive. As they got to be teens, you know, as it is when they're they're teens, it gets more tricky to try to figure out how are we going to navigate with um, a child or a young adult, right? The the teen who's who's wanting to, to take some more ownership. Of their life, and we had some rules and some some guidelines of phone use and internet use, and so she was not happy with our rules and our guidelines. And we said, "Okay, well, why don't you write down a proposal for us, and why don't you tell us what you think is reasonable and the reasons why, and then we can we can talk about it and see if we can come to an agreement with what you want and what our goals are, and let's work together on this." And we gave her some ownership, and she came back with a resolution that was really good. We were really pleased with her her decisions, her 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 um, requests, and we were able to find a resolution that worked for both of us. And so just finding ways that we can pray to God for ideas and how to work with our kids as they grow older. We have found, my husband and I, that prayer is the key to this process of intentionally parenting. And so Let's pull it all together in in one aspect. Maybe you are super laid back. Let me give you an example. And your child needs order um, and it's driving you crazy. Like you're a little bit more flexible and your child is um, just needing a little bit more um, structure. So what, what can you do pulling all of these ideas together? Well, one is to thank God for your child's sense of order, right? We want to start with with shifting that mindset and thanking God for all the ways that that he has created them. And then asking, and I like to take these questions before God in prayer, what can I learn from my child? What can I learn from my child and their strengths? They're orderly. I may be more laid back. What can I learn from them? Is there some way I can activate that gift in our in our home to affirm them in that skill, in that personality trait, in that gift, in that bent? So if they're very organized and you tend to be more laid back, maybe they can use and activate that gift to clean up a messy toy room. I have a friend who has five young kids and her oldest is really quite organized. And she said, you know what? I'm going to pay my oldest daughter to, to clean up this toy room. 
because I need the help and she's got the gift. So let's activate that gift and, and put it to work in a really positive way. And then sometimes we need to ask the questions, how do I need to adjust our schedule to give them some peace? Maybe the schedule needs to be adjusted a little bit to give them some structure. Maybe, um, maybe they need some time in their room. Maybe they need some time alone. What can I do to help them embrace a little bit more flexibility? Maybe um, they need some help to realize, listen, we're on vacation. We're not going to have such a structured routine. We're going to be a little bit more flexible in our schedule and the things we look at. So how can I help them embrace a little bit more flexibility? How will that help them grow in maturity? And then I'm always asking God, God, will you show me what this child needs from me? What do they need from our environment? What do they need from, from us as parents? What do they need to thrive? Maybe they need more autonomy to make decisions. Maybe they need more one-on-one -on -one time with mom. Maybe more unstructured time to play and explore outside. Like, What does this child need in order to thrive? And I found that asking these questions in prayer before God can give you some insight into how you can guide your kids. I also find that talking with other moms, especially moms that are a few years ahead, their kids are in the next stage or two of life, moms that you really respect in their parenting can give you a world of ideas. And I've, I've always found a tribe of people who are ahead of me that I can, can ask questions to and, and run my frustrations by and see if they can help me find a, a, a broader perspective than the way I'm seeing things. And reading books. Reading books is so important. I've had so many authors mentor me in my parenting. In fact, one of them was Raising Your Spirited Child by Mary Shidi Kerchinka. And she had talked about with this spirited child personality, of which I have one. And she said, you know, punishment is, is important. Like consequences are important for our kids. But the problem is that punishment is the least effective means of getting good behavior. And she said the most effective way is to teach appropriate skills and then reinforce them with, when your child uses them. And she gave an example of a mom whose son came home late. He was playing at a friend's house and, and came home later than he should. And she said, you know, Jack, you came home late last night. Um, you came home late from this play date or whatever down the street. And so you're going to have to be here tomorrow. You can't go back to your friend's house and play because you didn't come home on time. So she enacted a consequence. But then she sat him down and she said, you know what? She said, I want you to know that when you're late, I get worried. And so what can we do to help you remember to come home on time? And he thought about it for a moment and he said, you know, mom, grandma gave me a watch and it's got an alarm on it. And if you teach me how to set the alarm, then I can use it as a reminder to help myself come home. And she was thrilled because she had enacted a consequence. She knew it was an important tool, but she had also helped given him a tool, he was able to come up with a, a way to be more successful the next time. And that is such a parenting win. And so this book really helped me get some tools and some ideas for how, how I could help my spirited child win and how we could figure out how to work together as parent and child to help her grow toward maturity. So I want you to remember that you are the right mom for your children. 
And so if there are two things to remember and two things to do, I'd say the two things to remember are you are not mismatched. God has put you together on purpose for a reason. And God will grow both of you as you intentionally mother them. As far as the two things to do, the first is to begin to shift your mindset from focusing on the traits that bring frustration and thanking God for his handiwork. And then pray for insights to guide your child, guide your teen to maturity. And by the way, and on the way, pray for humility that God would give you the humility that you need to grow as well. We get this amazing privilege and responsibility to guide our children to maturity. And God has chosen you for your kids. You've got this mama. And always remember who you are and what you do matters. I hope you enjoyed this first episode, and I'd love for you to join me on the next episode where I explain what spaghetti sauce has to do with a mother's influence. See you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mom Matters, because moms equipped with vision and skills create a life of influence, impact, and legacy.